this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase. Build it. Beautiful. It's not their not tagline anymore, but I like that one, so use that one. Yeah. You're making a website. Cool, dude. Put Garfield comics on it. everybody welcome to the game over greggy show i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside the producer slash seducer nick scarpino hi greg hi by the time most people see this kind of funny live two will be over and you'll be free and you'll be able to rest upon recording this i I think i edited the last thing that tim uh the master wanted me to edit he just gave me a list of shit and was like go into a hole for a week and a half sure. and edit it. Um, I th- hope it was a good show. I bet it was. It awesome looks like show. it's going to be a great probably, show. Yeah, there's no way this show can fail. I always like to say, too big to fail, right? Part of Long Island, like Moriarty. Are, no, yeah, everything's too big to fail. Just like Enron. Yep, Enron <laughs> is not really the one we're thinking about when we talk about too big to fail. But <laughs> I think it but, was. Uh, well, not really. I they mean, were big. Remember, they were big. And they and were like, they failed. There's no way we can yeah. fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's good to be here with you. I, I think uh, kind of funny live will be just fantastic probably was I hope so look for the video probably in three weeks because tim's tired and he's been editing non-stop and mm-hmm. tim isn't here for this episode of the game over greggy show because he is editing stuff so the one and only jordan town filling in for him hello jordan town how are you oh i'm pretty good now you went over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and supported us at an obscene level to come be on this show yes i'm homeless now <laughs> do you already regret it oh not even a little bit so far you've seen me shave colin's neck yeah. You, Kevin has walked you around. You saw him shovel Marty Ty in his face. Uh, yeah. And then Nick got here and started being inappropriate immediately. Well, I mean, that's really what I paid for. So. <laughs> it wasn't inappropriate. It was life advice. And sometimes that gets a little nasty. Yeah, it gets real. But it's just, the, I mean, I like to imagine like you're already delivering on what we would say the Nick Scarpino you everyone imagine is because it was just like, all right, how old are you? Where are you going to call it? Let me tell you about the girls down there. Well, because he, because he goes like, he, I asked him how old he was, right? It's, it's a natural question. How old are you? 17. 17 years old. Not even, not even able to vote buy cigarettes or i guess you can get a prostitute but why would you want to do that i guess that doesn't there's not really a legal age for that right greg i guess i don't know zyger always picked up a prostitute i didn't know she was a prostitute probably just thought she was trying to sell him a tv uh no jordan and i were talking about colleges and he said he was interested in going to dc santa barbara and i was encouraging him to do so uh because it's a good school it's on the beach um good education good scholastics um, and it is not not known for its good looking people. Oh, okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. So there's it, it has a little bit of a stigma in a good way. If a stigma can be good, Colin, can I get a ruling on that? Uh, I assume so. It's like the word omen. Yeah, where you could a have negative. a good omen. Yeah, but omens typically yeah. are bad. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 got a stigma to it that happens to coincide with hot people, okay. namely women. That's that's why I'm interested. In. Okay, but to each his own. To each his or her own. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks for gracefully backing out of that. Jordan, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from Fairfield, Iowa. That's a long way away. It is. Um, small, little town. Um, 
famous for being filled with hippies. Uh, it's so it's like San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So I they're they're weird in very different ways. Like uh, well, I tell was, me about your variety sure. of hippies. It's like Gremlins too, the new batch. They all have their exactly own individual. Like okay, yeah. okay. Is there a uh, Phantom of the Opera hippie? <laughs> is there a fruit hippie? <laughs> vegetables and fruit. <laughs> um. So. I don't know around what, probably around the 70s or 80s. Uh, Ancient times to you. Yes. Uh, pretty much the world didn't exist at that right. point. Right. Um, there were, a, there's a large renaissance of sorts in Fairfield, Iowa, of meditation and a specific form of meditation. Okay. Which one? Tantric sex. <laughs> Transcendental meditation. Hmm. So it's taught it was like brought from india by a dude named marishi okay uh he kind of just introduced it to the west and kind of anyone who was interested in that around the 60s and 70s ended up in this little town in iowa and now there's a private school which i went to until early this year where i started homeschooling uh, oh, okay for just some i got sick with whooping cough for like six months and just like, couldn't finish out the rest of the year um, so there's that high school and a college uh, there, which are just kind of put focus on like building inward as well as learning outside knowledge. Okay. It's weird. It's it's, it's totally weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I fully own up to that, but it's also kind of cool. So wait, you, you engage in this activity. Yes. Is it sort of like mindfulness? Like what, what, what exactly would you, what's a, a good parallel or analog to it? Sure. So it's, it's like max tw- like tw- the idea is like you do it twice a day 20 minutes each time okay and like and like if you can you um, don't worry <laughs> and it's like kind of it can it can be as casual or as like hardcore as you want it to be hardcore lack of a better word yeah. as hard as hardcore as meditation can yeah be. <laughs> right um, listen to slayer while you do it yeah <laughs> uh so yeah Interesting. Very I don't think that's weird at all. I think that's fine. It's uh, what, what's interesting to me is the way you set it up. I thought it like burned out that it wasn't a thing anymore, but it's oh, still no. very much a thing. Oh yeah, and actually in San Francisco, there's a program called Quiet Time in some of the inner city schools. Okay, they're doing transcendental meditation. <laughs> is that like heads up, seven up? I used to play that. <laughs> I, no, I just like it's called Quiet Time. I think, yeah, of course, it is. Though, in San Francisco, is, I think we're at that place as a society, and as a society, we're at a place where. There is just too much noise there and you have to start training people how to deal with it. And one of those ways is meditation. And I don't think there's an it sounds silly until you realize how fucking high strung all of us are. Mm -hmm. And like if you took 20 minutes in your day and just sat with yourself and breathed and there was no outside stimulation, there was nothing to worry about. And the whole point of it was just to feel good. I think you'd be better. I think we'd all be better off. for Sure. Having said that, we, we don't do it right. We always we got three email accounts and. Stuff's coming in from every orifice. Yeah, I knew that's where you're gonna go. I knew that's where you're going. I got it. We got to take a break for like six months. Come back. I'll refill. No, the you're references. great. You're delivering today. You're destroying. Right. I love it. All I love right. the thimbleweed park shirt. I love the comments. Doing Dude, this good. shirt is my new favorite shirt. It's really good. It's because right? it, here's the deal. It's it's wider than it should be a little bit. Yeah, and the arms are shorter, so my arms feel bigger and my stomach feels smaller. And it makes me, it gives me self confidence. Uh, so yeah. you don't understand this because you're tall and skinny. Well, I mean, and you have a great hairline. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out. No, the world's um, your oyster. That, <laughs> really is. Uh, 
no, I like this shirt. Thanks for oh, uh, getting it. No problem. <laughs> this is well, just, uh, we're already at the end of our life cycles, and right. here he is, ready to go. Ready take to go. Let's, go on the on the let's all go around the table. You said you were 17 years old. 17. Born in 1999. Yes. Is that correct? Jesus. <laughs> let's, all go around, let's all go around the table real quick and say where we were in 1999, starting with you, Colin. I was in 10th grade. Yeah, I was gr- a, a, oh, no, a I was, year younger than me. I was getting ready to... I was in high school. I graduated in 01. I can't do the math fast enough. <laughs> yeah, I think I was in my sophomore year of college. Yeah, yeah. At least going into my sophomore year of college. New Year's 98 and 99, I was playing Metal Gear Solid. Oh, nice. Uh, that's what I was doing in That's January. a good year. That's a year well spent. Yeah. Jeez. Right there. Well, not, what, happened, what happened in 99? 311 Sound System came out in 1999. Rage Against Machines. Battle of Los Angeles. Y2K. We were all gearing up for Y2K. Y2K. I remember spending 99 into 2000 in my room expecting, I'm on my, on the internet, oh, expecting yeah. everything to, to go, go haywire. Yeah, Nothing happened. I was terrified. like, what the fuck? Yeah. You kind of so excited. I wanted, I wanted something to happen, like, This right? is it. This is what I've been training this for. Like, this is my Red Dawn moment. Yeah. I was like, this isn't. <laughs> Planes are going to fall from the sky. All this crazy shotguns. shit's going to happen. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Just like Jordan did, where you can support us, get the shows early, and get a whole bunch of other goodies. If you have no bucks to toss over there, it's no big deal. Head over to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny, where we put up the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until one big MP3 Wait video goes 1999. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that answers. long ago, was it? No. I guess it was that long to ago. To me, it feels like it was a year ago. To him, it was literally like Not all existent. darkness until he came out of the birth canal. <laughs> Dude, I was like sitting in my room playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater eating Hot Pockets or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot Pockets were all the rage back then. Oh, I loved Hot Pockets. It was like, why do I need a stove when I can microwave my food? There was only two seasons of South Park. <laughs> oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Still, Everyone was still doing the Cartman voice yeah. back then. Oh, well, yeah. Did they ever stop? Oh, that, bled, People- that bled well into the... <laughs> Uh, you're like, oh no, it transcends time and space. The Cartman Are people voice. still doing the Cartman voice? Do people still do that? Because you, you know how you always had the one friend that like mastered the voice and everyone at first was like, you're really good at doing that Cartman voice. And then he just kind of held to that for the rest of his life. Are those people still around? Yeah, I was like, like he's still doing it today. You're like, all right, man. It's like, like the guy that was. Yeah. Like, oh, the <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> oh my God. That guy, yeah. I give props to you though. If you're, if you're still holding on to that, you're a fucking hero. Yeah, do you even know of the Budweiser frogs? Did they teach you this the, in school? I can't say I didn't. I missed that class. I'm sorry. We're becoming I, those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our whole career is founded on that. Um, I wanted to start with you, Jordan. Sure. You have a really good topic, but I feel like we bullshitted enough in the front that I don't want to start with. I don't want to bury. I don't want to do a serious good topic. You want to, but have people click in and it's just us talking about how old we are. So I think we. I think we should. We're in Audible and go to Nick. Great. This oh. good. Nick's got this a great be... Nick topic. What is the biggest fruit? You can still feel confident sampling before you buy at the supermarket. <laughs> I like this question. This is a great question. And a little bit of context. Okay, go. A little bit of context. The other night, my, my wife and I decided that we wanted a, a, a dessert of berries and whipped cream. So yeah, I was like, I'm going to go get cream. some. I'm going to yeah. Uh, I'm going to get some blueberries and some strawberries. We'll mix them up. Whatever. But. I like to try the blueberries first because you don't know. Sometimes they taste bad. They're, they're, they're too sour. They're not ripe enough or they're overripe and they just taste like dirt. So I open up a package and this is like, you know, my local supermarket, like in my neighborhood, there's a lot of people around and I, I try one. It's, yeah. it's, it's too sour. It's not ready yet. Put it back. Right. Do it again. Do it again. On the, th- by the, th- by the fourth <laughs> packet, I look over and there is a woman staring at me and I realize that she might think I'm a bum. Like I'm a person who is just randomly eating. has just walked yeah. up and started eating the 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 fruit right um 
And so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't let it stop me. I kept going, and I finally found one that was good. But then I how looked many? Up, how many packages do you have to four. sample? Okay, okay. four. Not, not too bad. Was the final one. Um, but then I looked, and I was like, "Well, shit, I'm not even to the strawberries yet." And I looked down, and I was like, "Could I actually sample a strawberry and get away with this, or is the strawberry too big?" That was the question. Oh, this is a good, the strawberry. There's there's two problems with the strawberry. I think the strawberry is too big, but the strawberry you can't also eat the entire strawberry. So. You have a scrap afterwards. What are you going to do? Are you going to put it back <laughs> yeah. in the box? That, that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> you just bury it in yeah. the bottom and tuck the rest on top of it. That's what I would say is the barrier. If you can finish the whole thing with no remnants in one bite. Wow. Interesting. Oh, wow. That would be oh, interesting. Because okay. you don't want any like leftover just in the box to... No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying here. That's interesting. There's a, there's a place called uh, Real Foods. Not Whole Foods, but Real Foods. Well, if you ask, they will cut up like an orange or an apple or something and actually give you a slice of it and then it just sits there if people want more of it which i always thought was weird maybe actually the whole foods i think does that not real foods a few places do that where they have like the little the little thing where you can like spin it to the side the plastic thing and then reach it yeah um which i respect but still it's not giving me like i want to know because fruit's so expensive if you get the organic stuff sure i want to know organic fruit he doesn't like know. those ddt's come on man this i don't even know i don't even know why i buy it it's such bullshit it's better for you i guess it's, it, it, it annoys me so much because you read about it and it's like, well, there's really nothing wrong with eating this stuff that's covered in, you know, like, and same thing with preservatives. It's like, I don't want preservatives in my food. I'm like, yeah, let me buy a loaf of bread that goes bad in two days. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to have this loaf of bread that's moldy by the time I put it on top of my fridge. Right. As opposed to just having some preservatives we've been eating for a hundred years that are totally fine in my Wonder Bread. Well, you got to make, you got to make your own bread. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, you got to grow your own cattle out back and make of, your own bread. Who's got that kind of time? I don't know. Now well, you're gardening who, now. So I am. I am. I am gardening. Based on everything, Colin just. <laughs> Jordan, I'd like you to tell me. He since he is a fan of preservatives, how old is that bell pepper? <laughs> what? I threw it out. Why? Put out the broccoli that's like fucking brown next to it. The broccoli. Well, the broccoli were left over from. I was. I made a pasta dish and they were left over. I just. Yeah, but they've they been left over for a long time. Is all I'm saying. That's all. It yeah, reminded me never of, left anything. It reminded me a lot of the, the limp dick cucumber you had that one. Yeah. Day. All right, but you you play this up a lot but you leave things in there i throw out all the time i just don't i just like all my mustard i didn't throw out all your mustard you did you threw i don't try to make you feel bad you leave fucking gross lettuce in there sometimes i'm throwing out you had a fucking avocado that like was turning inside out on itself like a dying (laughs) fucking star (laughs) (laughs) it's because i buy organic avocados oh man that's the problem with the avocado is that just that motherfucker like that, I'm gonna go back. Ramon taught me an interesting trick with avocados. Do you eat a lot of avocados in Iowa? We love avocados out here in California. Just corn out there. Well, because I asked this because I've, I had this conversation before with people. I'm telling you, in the '90s and certainly before that, in the '80s and everything, we were not eating avocados on the East Coast. They were not a thing. And like, I remember seeing them in the supermarket, and they were fucking ridiculously expensive. Like, I, yeah. I remember them being like five, six, seven dollars a piece. And like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like no one was eating avocados. No one was eating guacamole. This is a, a, out there. This is a new thing. Out here, obviously, you guys have been eating Now, here's what I'll time out real quick. Yeah. No, you think guacamole... Guacamole has happened in Mexican restaurants. Not oh. at the table side guac and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, But we didn't even... Like, I was talking to people where I'm like, did we even eat Mexican food on okay, Long Island? Okay. Like, Probably not. And we, they're really like, no, we didn't. were full-blown we racist. sure didn't. I remember having my first burrito in high school. Like, there was a yeah. place called Burrito 2000 or something like that we used to go to. It was pretty good. <laughs> But it was like kind of shitty. Mom was it based on the year? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it was. It was on a 112 on Long Island, which is a, a like a little highway. And uh, I remember that being my first exposure even to like 
that kind of food. Like it was just kind of very foreign to me. Anyway, I asked that question only because it seems like avocados everywhere now. Nonetheless, if you apparently if you pull out the little thing on top, like you you know the little you pop where, the top, yeah, like and the color of that apparently indicates how like how good and not is. Like you shouldn't squeeze it. I always squeeze it. And he's yeah. like, you should really yeah, gauge it based on that. Thing. It's too complicated. I feel if you pop the top, though, isn't it going to accelerate going back? I don't know. You have to ask Ramon. I didn't follow up with him on that. Yeah, but question. going back to my original topic, it's a win-win at that point because you, you just look at the avocado, it. And you're like, no. no, I was gonna say if you look at it, it's not right. You just throw it back, and it's someone else's problem. See, well, no, that is 100. I agree with that. Yeah, if you start looking in, there's all these brown ass tips of avocado. Like, damn it, Colin, you beat me to this uh, produce store. But in terms of the sampling thing, I thought that was only a grape thing. I and, and even then, you can do I don't grapes. do it. I don't do it with grapes. But I, I don't do it with any fruit. Now, granted, I ain't buying grapes all that often. You can mm-hmm. do it with more than just fruit, I feel like. Now, I don't often do it. I I, I like blueberries fine. I'll just kind of roll the dice. Raspberries. I love raspberries. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good raspberry? But you, I feel like you could do it with cashews. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could do it with walnuts and almonds. Well, I mean, there's but the whole... But then you're just getting greedy. What? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you ate a walnut or an almond? You're like, this doesn't taste good at all. This, this is a almond's bad. all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know bad nuts. smoked. It's not uh, as bad as it's prime. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all had the bulk bin experience, and let's not sure. act like we haven't. Sure. Where we like, where we look, and the first thing that goes through your head is like, I want one of those like pretzels or whatever the yeah. fuck they oh, are. Yeah. That's, you, that's where I jump to. And then you have to like, you're, you're sort of like talking out loud to yourself. Like, I wonder what these taste like. I've never had yeah. these yep. before. Yep. Let's go. I'll take. I'll just do. Oh, one fun in my hand. I can't put it back, and then I have to put it into my mouth with my tongue. I mean, you know, the bulk, the bulk bin. I think that it, that's the rule for the bulk bin is, and that's why you say it out loud is that it has to be a new thing. The first time I remember right. I ever went to a, a Whole Foods or whatever, and they had the strawberry yogurt covered pretzels mm-hmm. in a bulk bin. And I was like, "What? Was it the, the jam? fuck?" And I ate like one. I'm like, "Yeah," and bought a giant bag of them. Yeah. And then again, I can't. I don't feel like I can comfortably go back in there and be like, "I don't know what this is going to taste like anymore." Now I know. Like when I remember when we did that they're stream not, like, here. Like they're going to remember you on, on checking the camera. Wait a minute, he was here on October third. Hold it's on, it's a part of your internal pride here, folks. Are you going to? You're an mooch? honest man. Dude, those pretzels aren't free. They got to get in there. It's like when I went that one time we were doing a stream and you sent me out for snacks mm-hmm. and I came back with the uh, like dried tangerine with like spicy stuff on top. I ate one of those in the store because I needed to know what I was yeah. getting into. Oh yeah, I'm not going to buy the shoe leather and find out it tastes like shoe leather. No, it's smart to do that, but it's like, the but but you feel like it's hilarious that like <laughs> these the sort of uh, social constructs, right? Like the morality sure. of these things starts going into play, and yet we find creative ways to sort of disregard them because you don't want to get gypped. You don't want to buy that 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 that, that bag of tangerine whatever you bought was right. probably expensive because it came sure. from the bulk bin right and if you hadn't tried it and it was disgusting you would have been very disappointed um it gets a little ridiculous with me though when i will go down and just eat one of everything in the bulk bin and then you you start to realize that you're probably not the only person who's done that before oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then you start thinking how many hands have been in that bulk bin and how many mouths or like how many like how much shit is going into my mouth right now basically right. yeah shit no, the, in the, the shit particles you know what i mean like yeah yeah not not like well, I was talking theoretical shit. I'm talking like, yeah, 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 straight. Yeah. A lot of feces in San Francisco. You'll find out the oh, hard way. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, on the way, it. I, I was, I was dropped off by my dad after lunch. Walked in, like, hang out in Golden Gate Park. Coming from there, just saw a dude pooping in an alley. Yeah, yeah. It's San, mm-hmm. <laughs> San Francisco. And you're like, I'm walking. I'm going to podcast. Yeah, I'm an adult. My first I'm time just... on an airplane by myself. Fucking, I'm shitting in an alley. Reality hit me hard in the face and the nose at all yeah my wife and i play a fun game and by fun i mean it's disgusting you'll walk down the street and look and be like is that dog shit or human shit <laughs> who knows I most mean, of the time 50, 50. it's human shit yeah you can Ooh. see it's disgusting because most dogs don't you like is that 
corn. Okay. Is that, oh, is that a cashew? You're going too far here. Is that a cashew? Why aren't they digesting the cashew? <laughs> Why don't I digest cashews? Do just as a side, a quick aside, a quick sidebar about the cashew. Sidebar, cashew. Great uh, nut. Oh, is that Andrade? It's, a, it's like, a fucking best nut. It's not really technically a nut. Yeah, it's, it, but it is the best. I'm going to call it a nut. It's mm-hmm. like when we say oh, tomato is a fruit. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Tomato is a vegetable. <laughs> Everyone knows it's a vegetable. Who cares about the technical shit? Why would you eat a cashew any other way but raw? Um, I mean, I'll disagree with you on this, but I'll let you Roasted finish. with salt. Fucking Honey roasted the cashews the cashew bomb. up. The cashew. Kevin. Go into the kitchen and get me a get me the bag of cashews on top of the of the fridge from Andronic. Why drop a, why, hop, yeah, there you go, there you go. We got some pleasant. Sorry, sorry, Thanks, I don't mean Kevin. to disturb you, employee <laughs> that I that I pay. Um, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong, I like I like the raw cashew. What um, are we putting them into? Chinese food dishes? I don't even know where these things are just popping up. Eat them as is. But I, what is? They're on top of the fridge. It's too tall. They're in a green bag. There's not many of them left. It's going to be like when somebody shakes a soda machine, like the fridge just comes down on top of them. Do you see them? Kevin? You okay, bud? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Kitchen floor. I he wiped it. it. I can't walk on it. It's because your socks really are too new. Clean. Your socks are Gross too clean. Thank you. You got those brand new Loot Crate socks. Oh, Porty wants cashew. Can you have nuts? I don't think so. Now, Probably not. this is the essence that's the essence of nature right there. Mm-hmm. That's the essence of nature. Just as it just as it is, just as it was meant to be. Kind of looks Don't like have a little cock and balls. It looks like a little cock and balls, right? right? Yeah. This so is the weird thing to me though. Like good. why do we Help consider yourself, I will have some in a bit. But you brought up you brought up an interesting Jordan, you brought up an interesting point. You you said it's not a nut, it's a legume, right? Right. It's a bean, basically. Um same with the peanut. Although the peanut oh, arguably the most popular of all nuts. Right, peanuts the cheapest I, yeah, of all cheap, nuts. Exactly, that's why it's most popular. I don't think yeah, we yeah. want it to be the most popular of all nuts, but there it is. It's so Do weird you to not me. Like peanuts? I love peanuts, but I'd rather have a pistachio. Okay, they've been Actually, coming out. They've been had a hard ad campaign for a long time now. Those pistachio people, and they're trying. I'm a big fan Mr. of the macadamia pistachio. nut. Macadamia nuts are good, but they're fucking expensive. They are, but I get them at Trader Joe's in like bulk, so it works out well. And then Kevin eats them all. Is that true, Kev? You're eating all? I just had three. Just had three. Okay. It's fine. Grab more. Oh, so go, when go you couldn't find Colin's you nuts, you were just eating nuts his nuts? I went straight. I, went, I didn't even look. I was gotcha. like, oh, I want some nuts. You want me to regurgitate it into your mouth? Like, like a, a baby bird. bird? Like a condor. Like Ace, like ace Detective. What is that? What is that? Ace Ventura. Uh, ace Ventura. <laughs> Two? Yeah. So I think, I think we've cracked your case. So what, what do we say? So it grapes has to be okay. something that it has to be. A, it's a fruit small enough that leaves no remnants and you can eat one bite. I like that. That's okay. a great rule. I mean, that's, that's that, a great rule. That really nails it. Right. That will be the official rule from here going forward. I'm glad I could leave an impact on your life, Nick. You did. You nailed we'll, it. We'll get, we'll get all the uh, local SF grocery stores on the on the line. Let them know. That's not what it is. I want to see what kind of fruit you can possibly figure out. Like, are you going to get a little one of those little organic butter lettuces? You know that? <laughs> you're going to get... Just <laughs> <laughs> shoving it all the way in. You could probably get the mini bell peppers in your mouth at one time, but there's going to be... Well, you can eat the seeds. I'm gonna, you have to eat the seeds if you're going to do it. Oh, I could totally do that. Um, the question really becomes when you get to the bulk bin, what's the biggest thing in the bulk bin you feel okay eating? Case in point, the fig Newton. Mm. Is that okay? Okay. I have a, I have a comment slash story about the fig Newton. Okay. That goes back to Andronico's. That goes back to these things, actually, these, these twisties. Mm. You go to the bulk bin at Andronico's, right? You have to write the number. Yeah. Yep. I hate this. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Some woman, old woman ahead of me has the fig Newtons in a bag, just Mm -hmm. like this, just Mm -hmm. like this green Andronico's bag. And she's kind of old and and frail, and and they're like, "Well, what is it?" And she's like, "I don't know." I'm like, "I'll go look for you." 
I go and, and I run out and I look for her and there's like four different varieties of Fig Newtons. So I'm like, all right, it's like the number's 1276 or whatever. And they're like, I come back and I'm like 1276 and they're like, is that the one with the, you know, with the, the fruit, like the strawberry filling, the raspberry filling? I'm like, I don't know. It's 1276. And they're like, sir, you know, there's four different varieties. I'm like, they're all the same price. 1276 <laughs> is the number, sir. <laughs> and they finally took it away. That's my, my God. I think Fig Newtons are a little too big. Tab. Too big? Mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah, you, you know what a fig Newton tastes like. I've Again, done it though. Fuck I've done off. it. I've totally That's done fine. it. You're stealing from the grocery store. <laughs> I did. I fucking stole from him. Right, right. I'm a thief. Do you remember this? There's a, a classic Simpsons episode about this, where mm-hmm. there's a thing where Lisa finds out about is worried about God and getting into heaven, and Marge yeah samples a grape or whatever, and then she tries to when Lisa gives her a hard time, so she tries to check out. And the checkout clerk's like, just forget about it. It's like, no, I want to pay for the one grape. And the guy has a gun. I think he's like, yeah, Barry, I need a price check on one grape. Yeah, you heard me. One measly grape. <laughs> I, I think there's an amendment to that rule I made. Oh, though. okay. You just, oh, my God. We just passed this law and you're changing it? There, I think there's a certain, like, you can fit a Fig Newton in your mouth one go, right? I can. It's I've not a it. fruit, though, even. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's made of fruit. Mm, and Ooh, cake. Weak. Fruit and cake. We are, We know. But if like ratio wise, it's probably more. No, it's more cake yeah. than this. I can't rationalize. <laughs> maybe half, maybe half and a half, maybe half and a half. You're right. Well, there has to be a certain like barrier to entry to enter your mouth. Like it has to be a certain smallness. Okay. Because so you can because you can fit a lot of things in your mouth in one go. You heard of me? Yeah. He knows me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. I, I think I think you were getting into right. semantics. The bulk yeah. bin, the rule. Of just common culture is I don't know I've never had this I need to know what it tastes like. Okay, okay. that's the sampling. Yeah. Okay. Then that then I'm in the right then because I had not had that particular like Fuck. whole wheat fig Newton. <laughs> it was like an organic okay. whole okay, wheat maybe fig I'll Newton. Give, I was I'll like this, this might you. taste like shit. Now it was delicious though, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah. Did I get any more of them? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your you son of a. No, I never actually tasted anything at a store. Like, so I have one. I I remember this <laughs> scarred story from when I was a young man. This is maybe 1989. Yeah. 19. You weren't even you weren't even alive yet. What's young that? buck. That? I went to Finest. It's a supermarket no, chain that does not exist rocks. anymore. Okay. It turned into Edwards, which turned into a Stop and Shop or some shit. And now it's still whatever it is. And they had like I didn't even like candy. But they had, it was like Halloween time, and they had like the little smarty things, I guess, oh, right? Like the, like the little thing. And I remember yeah. just taking one, and then immediately confessing in the car to my mom that I took one, and I felt really bad. And she was like, it's it's okay, like, you made a mistake, and it's not like, going to be the end of the world. And ever since that point, at four years old, 1988, never took a, a thing from anyone ever again. Not even mm. from the bulk bin. Not even to try a fruit. Because I'm paying for that crime to this day, Kevin. You've tried something <laughs> from the bulk bin. I'm paying for that crime to this day. Oh, do you think that's why you're cursed? Again, this is just like I was talking about with the Buffy Angel reference, mm-hmm. where you're just cursed. You can never have true happiness again based mm-hmm. on one thing. Mm-hmm. I was you happy do, until that point. You'll turn evil again. Mm-hmm. That was the last time you were happy. Yep, 1988. Mm-hmm. This topic was brought to you by Gamefly. Are you ready to save money and play more games? Then let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to rent all your favorite games before you try them. You can rent movies now, too, Nick. Don't worry Fun. about it. Fun. Uh, they are the leading video game rental service. They have over 9,000 titles to choose from, and... You can keep the games as long as you want. Go to Gamefly.com slash kindoffunny and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash kindoffunny. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. Jordan. Yes. As our guest, what's your topic now that we've gotten through the craziness of fruits? Yeah, after that one, you're yeah. going to br- bring us down a little bit. No, you're going to bring it up. You're going to bring, bring up the level of conversation. Bring it up. 
trans rights mm. Mm. topical thing uh last friday as of re- this recording um the white house put out an executive order that any public school that didn't let students that i ide- didn't let students go to the bathroom that they identify as will have public funding pulled sure so this very quickly became a point of contention in my little town of Iowa. But mm-hmm. you're all hippies, you said. You all meditate we're, and we're, stuff. It's it's very split. It's either you're a hippie and or a roo, as we call them. Roo? Roo, for short for guru. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think I'd like your town a lot. I just <laughs> want you to know that. It sounds very relaxing. So it's Except there. for the, 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 the trans <laughs> fucking war that's about to break out. I, I will pee. I will pee wherever I want to pee. There is no fucking state law. I peed in the women's bathroom so many times. It's ridiculous. I did it like two days ago. Sorry, continue. And the family bathroom. The family bathroom is a fucking bomb. No, oh, right. No one's running around. You can't smell or hear someone else shitting. It's great. You got it, the ruse. Sorry. Form today. Got there and then we got like the, you know, it, it's that town and then all around it. The squares. The far, farm area. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the hillbillies. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> um, my public school friends will not be happy with that. But, um, <laughs> you don't have to see them anymore. You're homeschooling now. They're so, dead to you. Move on. So... This specifically at my public school, which is obviously a lot bigger than the small little private school that we have. Sure. Um, immediately, I, I believe they went for a school thing for like band and choir. I came back. One of the trans students' cars was vandalized. I think tires were like slashed and stuff. Just a horrible, horrible shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this can this like tension only got worse throughout the week, where people were like wearing like I think. Everyone was like, okay, we're going to wear black armbands to signify that we are pro-trans um, rights. The The people who were really against that had very much missed the mark, and they decided in, instead of that, they're going to wear red armbands. Mm. Great color combo, black and red. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think I think they realized oh, their slight <laughs> miscalculation the next day because they wore white shirts and Jesus, that. it was it was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> what the? <laughs> How do you make that kind of mistake? You're like we're I, all wear red arm pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> on our white shirts, maybe put a stand white up for what's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well wear brown shirts at that point. Yeah, they, they then they're like students uh, suspended for wearing like just straight up offensive stuff like saying like i think birthright is or birth gender is right gender like sharpied onto a white sure like it it got bad yeah um and then everyone else wore blue shirts and um you know to stand with all the trans students and how uh, many trans students are ballparking um i know three okay um there's probably a few more actually i know four um See, but yeah, so I, I kind of want your guys' opinion on that. I, I, I have a feeling that we're all kind of on the same page yeah. here. But just, you know, because there is ultimately a, a a reasonable argument to have for, like, specifically bathroom things. Of, you know, like the mother with the nine-year-old daughter being like, I don't. Yeah, want. I mean, you're you're referencing the, the, the news story. What is this? It's not North Carolina. What, what uh, is it North Carolina? And how they're trying to... Is it? St- are they still trying to pass the law where you have I to go it to wherever it was vetoed? Okay, yeah. um, I think so. Sorry, I I'm not as up to uh, speed on the subject as I can, but it, it it is tough. It's a complex issue, but I mean, the thing is, like, the thing that's enlightening to me is that you know three. 
people who are transgendered and you are in you are 17 years old when i was 17 years old i didn't know any gay people mm-hmm. there was not even one person who would who would who felt confident coming out in high school now we knew people that you know i was in theater and band so it was a little bit more of an accepting culture and so you knew people that you would there was a, there were assumptions that could be made and you weren't you know non-judgmental but you were like okay i'm pretty sure that person's one way or another, and, you know, and eventually m- maybe they'll be able to come out. And lo and behold, a few of my friends actually, you know, when they got into college, a, little, a lot more of an accepting culture actually came out of the closet and, and, and told them when they were gay. And I was like, great, I'm glad, I'm glad you're happy. But what's crazy to me is that you, as hard as it is, I think, uh, to come out back then, it must be even harder now to to tell people that you're transgendered or that you identify one way or the other. Sure, because um, you're fighting that whole fight's being fought again. Right. Right. It's, it's not a, don't understand this. Yeah, and they, think they do yeah, exactly against God and all these different things. Um, so we are at a very interesting time period right now where we just I mean, let's it seems like a really long time ago that gay marriage was was uh, legalized, but it wasn't. Um, this has all happened. What, what was that like two years ago? What was, I'm looking at you. I can't remember calling for what specifically game. Uh, gay, gay marriage. Gay marriage. Legalization. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the less than two years. Ago, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot happening, but we are in unfortunately ago, people who are who are. Um, transgendered right now who are you know choosing to identify that that to the rest of uh, the world are bearing the brunt of this unfortunately and this is I, I honestly believe this is like that that sort of revolution that's happening right now um, and it sucks and it sucks even for people as enlightened as us because I, I it's hard for me to understand what someone like that is transgender is going through I don't necessarily I can't wrap my head around it because you can't ever put yourself in that person's shoes, right? Um, but I do remember a time where it was hard for me to accept people who were gay. Like, not in a... I would never go as far as to vandalize someone's car, but when you're young and you're stupid and you're in a, a small environment of just a bunch of dudes who, you know, you don't really have that outside perspective, you you do engage in, in that kind of language. Remember, like, we always talk about, like, yeah, growing sure, up, yeah. all of us thought it was okay to call someone a fag. We just thought it was okay. I don't like something, so it's gay. It's gay. You're I don't a fag. mean it's homosexual, but and I don't mean that you're a right. gay person. But like that's just those, no, sure, those are synonyms, right. right? That this is bad and that you're stupid. And the, I mean, you, no, you can't. But you don't know that till you meet someone who's yeah, able to say that exactly. And so to do that, and that's the whole thing. We get the benefit of hindsight of being your age and not knowing any gay people, openly gay people. And I remember getting to college and talking that way. And then you know that's when I'm meeting my first friends who are gay. Mm-hmm. And like. Let's stop and I'm not mad. I know what you mean, but let's talk about it. Let's right. talk about why you're doing it. You sit there and you eventually go, oh, yeah, right. So to be, di- have that conversation and try to dial it back when I was a stupid 15 to 18 year old or whatever, Jesus, I can only imagine. And that's what gets crazy about me, I feel like, or it gets crazy to me, I should say, is when I'll talk to. Not, I mean, it sounds weird. Rational adults I respect, right? Who then go on to the whole thing of like, but yeah, they, we cannot be letting these bathroom. They, they got to stay out of the bathrooms. I'm like, why? Like, what if they came in and what if they raped these people? What if, I'm like, you're yeah. missing the point here. And I don't think you full, like, I can understand because I feel like for them, they're probably where I was with gays, where I, until I met a gay person, whatever. We're lucky enough to work in an industry where, uh, it, we are open and there are all these different things and I know a bunch of transgendered people through the industry and I've I mean I remember the first transgender person I met was years and years and years and I mean before it was even like a thing where I was ever cognizantly thinking about people being like I'm going to go change my life and the, we met this person and that was going to be their choice and I was like oh we all looked around and we're like cool congratulations that's awesome and it wasn't like a thing but we were also adults so I can understand that in my world that's something that's happening and brand new to me I can only imagine being a parent of someone my age uh, or 
No, that's not right. Yeah, that's right. Being a parent uh, with grown children who then you've never met somebody who's trans sure. and all you do read are the articles and you do just think of <laughs> fucking somebody looks like Nick putting on a wig and going into the women's related room and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, that's not how it is yeah, at but, all, right? There's so many steps in the fucking things people have to go through for this. Well, you know, I'll always... It's, it, it is complex and I'm not going to sit here and, and say that people who are parents don't have the right to protect their children. I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't have children. Um, so I can't really put myself in their shoes. Uh, but I have seen some weird fucking dudes in the men's bathroom. I've seen, I literally saw a guy masturbating in a bathroom once at the Westfield mall. I've never gone back to that bathroom. He was sitting at a urinal masturbating, but that is a hot mall. It's something. I mean, it, it gets you walk in, just get kind of oh, get man. your juices going. Think how they got um, a, they got a Mrs. Fields cookies <laughs> over here. Oh lord! I don't actually think they have Mrs. Fields cookies. That's the one drawback of that mall. Uh, Great Nordstrom, though. Uh, but no, but I mean, I've seen fucking perverts in the in the men's room, right? So I mean, to think that you're now, uh, for some reason, allowing a whole other like there's a like there's a flood of people out there that are just waiting to be like to, yeah. molesters that like, you sitting on the and then the law passes like yes now we can finally i'm like dude no it's not i, I that's not if, if someone's gonna be a pervert they're gonna be a fucking pervert no matter what their gender what what gender they identify with but this no. is the loaded nature of this argument right and this is where the bigotry comes in i think is that there are some connotations with people that are against trans rights or against against people being trans or whatever uh, transgender that um that think it is perverted that think it is mm-hmm. um, well similar to how people thought deviant. being gay was perverted exactly yeah. and so to me the issue is actually quite congruent with with gay marriage or just being gay the argument for me was always and i'm not saying that you are necessarily gay if you are a transgender or anything that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that the argument's the same in my mind people would often make the argument back in the day and they don't make it anymore because i think it's biologically proven or whatever that you know being gay is a choice right and or being gay is biological and you see kind of homosexuality, even nature, right? Mm-hmm. With like animals and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's a bad argument. And it doesn't matter because first of all, it's clearly not a choice. I don't know why anyone would choose in 1970 to come out as gay in a fucking society that would want to ruin their lives right. any more than I would know. I would want to understand why someone would really want to come out as transgendered in 2016 as just a choice. I'm just going to do it. Everyone's going to fucking be mad about it. And it's a whole culture war. Right. Around it. But yeah, it's a choice. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't pass the smell test. Right. But but even if they do, it's their it's their right to right. do that. Exactly. It's a question of liberty. The, the point is that even if being gay or even if being transgendered were choices and not biological, and I don't believe that they are choices. I believe that they are biological, the biological imperative. I think there's there's things in people's minds we do not understand. We do not understand the human brain. Um, it is a it is a matter of liberty. And if someone who was born a man if all they ask of society is like, I just want to be known as she now and maybe I want to have surgery or maybe I just want to wear women's clothing and just live my life as a woman. What does it matter to anyone? Like, I, I, like, I don't understand this argument. It's the same argument about, you know, homosexuality and gay marriage and all this kind of stuff where they're like, if a person wants to, if a man wants to mar- be with another man and everyone's consenting and everything's on the up and up just as a normal relationship, then what does it matter? It doesn't matter. And I feel the same way about polygamy and I feel the same way about all these kinds of things where I'm like, if a man wants to marry five women and they're all into it, cool. Jesus, don't do it. You know, like, so like, I do it. (laughs) So to me, one's enough. So to me, it's like, so like to me, I take it to the nth degree where it's, it's, to me, it's the same thing we talk about with prostitution or drug legalization and stuff. I'm like, just let people make their own choices and if they fuck up in some sort of legal way or hurt or infringe on someone else's rights, then that is the problem that we have to take up as a society. Right. But your problem is not a person who is born a man. Why not identify as a woman or vice versa? And I think it's such a nonsense culture war, yet it is a culture war. And the problem with it is that it's complicated. 
because gay marriage and just gay and coming out of the closet is pretty straightforward. We all understand that, right? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, and I don't want to spoil Mad Men, but it reminds me of an early Mad Men episode where um, the, the Cuban guy is like you kind of know that he's gay but then they, oh, they right. are a director yeah right. and then yeah. but then he like sees him like going into a guy's room in a mm-hmm. hotel or something like mm-hmm. that and it just kind of reminded me that you know it's it's fiction but it kind of reminded me that even in the 50s even in a very dark time in american history in terms of civil rights whether you're um a minority whether you're gay obviously people knew that the shit was going on around them yeah and a lot of people were keeping each other's secrets and all these kinds of things so it's not like this is a new thing a new phenomenon we always knew that existed we knew that existed for hundreds of years and this is now a thing that's accepted in society as it should be, right? I always talk about in 2008 when we go to for gay marriage, gay people that are not in California, just not politically cognizant, don't know. Like in 2008, gay marriage was voted down yeah. in California. So this was a, and it lost bad. So this was, this was uh, what was a prop eight, yeah, or prop something eight. like that. And uh, so it's 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 an idea that people have recently, or a majority of plurality people have recently gotten their minds around. Yet yeah, we all know a gay person. We all understand. That they're normal everyday people just like us. We all understand that they just want to live a normal life like anyone else. It doesn't their sexuality doesn't differentiate themselves. But with being transgendered, it's simply harder for people to wrap their heads around, yeah. right? And there's some verbiage you have to kind of learn. And I think that there's, to be fair, people that want to learn and want to accept are kind of smashed down sometimes by not using the right, you know, terminology yeah, or whatever. And I, so, whatever. So I sure. think like a person that's like, you know, calling a woman who's transitioning to a man, she's still like, they're not trying to be offensive. They don't know what to say. Right. You know, like there's, so there needs to be some education and some patience as society starts to learn these things. Mm-hmm. I think the bathroom thing is a total cop out because it, if a person wants to hurt another person, are they really going to transition into another gender? In right. order to get into a public bathroom, in order to hurt them, it doesn't make sense. The it's argument, such yeah. fucking nonsense. When you yeah. get crazy about it, right? Is it, the people are like, "Well, I'm not worried about the people who are really transitioning. I'm worried about the people who would fake to come in and do it." And it's like, if that's your concern, that could literally happen right now. Yeah. And, and it, the same argument would apply where most people are so, I don't want to start trouble. If if a guy walked into a ladies' room dressed as a girl, and you were like. I don't think that I'm talking about right now in throwing trans out of it. You don't even think that it's a transgender. You just think it's a guy in a dress and a mm-hmm. wig. You're like, you probably wouldn't start shit. You would leave, maybe tell somebody whatever, da 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 da. But that's where that's still the same threat later on. And what's going to be interesting is, uh, you know, the school thing right now with the funding or whatever. You're going to get guys who are going to be like, father, I'm going to the girls' room. My gender is woman. Like, they're clearly not. And that's when it's get you got to sit there and be like, no, you're not, and they're not that there's like some kind of test to it, right? But clearly, you're trying to abuse the system, make this into this. You're like, what are you fucking doing? Like, why do you have to take it to this fucking twisted thing to make the see? Look at my point. I now I now identify as a female, so I'm going to walk in there. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's absurd and. You know, I think the federal. I, I don't. I'm not much for the federal government overextending its powers uh, over the states, but I do think that by by issuing an executive order, it probably was the right thing. Whether or not it has legal teeth, ultimately, if one of the states wanted to challenge it, I don't know. But it reminds me a lot of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, where people would argue against it, not necessarily because they were racist, although some of them were, but because mm-hmm. they're like, does the federal government even have the right to do this? And to me, it's like I believe in a small federal government the grover norquist idea the federal government should be, should be so small you can drown it in a bathtub i always really liked that mm-hmm. that saying yet the federal government's kind the, of brutal yeah I, I, love, <laughs> I love that i love that saying though like you should know exactly what the federal government's doing it should be very small yeah but i think one of the concise one of the important functions of the federal government is to say like listen when the states are really fucking up and when something is unconstitutional or inherently 
um, bigoted or inherently discriminatory as I think this is, we have to step in and do something, even if might, maybe it wouldn't necessarily pass uh, constitutional muster per se. Are you really going to challenge the 1964 Civil Rights Act in the Supreme Court? You know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't. And I feel like this is a similar, maybe not as overstated sort of thing where it's like the federal government is saying, like, listen, we should probably be on the right side of history of this. The people look at the United States as a backwards place socially uh, in a lot of ways. And I actually disagree. I think it takes us longer to get certain places. But there are shithole places around the world where it's illegal and you can be killed for being gay. There are places in the world where you can't if you're a woman, you can't show your face. You can't drive a fucking car. You know, mm-hmm. we actually have a great like as a society, a long running history of respecting women. And we are we and we have a long running history now of trying to respect minorities, although not everyone is obviously on board with that. We're a very big country with a lot of racist in it still. But we should probably try to be on board with being less bigoted about homosexuality, about gay marriage and just people being gay about these kinds of things with transgendered. And the federal government's basically dragging everyone into the 21st century being like, let's remember that we should be a beacon and a bastion of freedom and liberty. And that was the point I was trying to make before. Whether being gay, whether being transgendered is a choice or not. And clearly, by the way, it's not a fucking choice. But if, if you want to make that argument, it doesn't matter. Well, then the counter argument, if anybody, because that you said like that, you think it's been stamped out. It hasn't. That's the thing. But the counter argument always is that you meet somebody who's like, oh, being gay is a choice. I'm like, great. When did you choose to be straight? Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly right. It's, it's a biological thing. It's a biological imperative. You can't. It's hard to overcome those things. And if people want to be themselves and if it makes them more comfortable to be like, I was a boy or I was a man and I, 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 but I'm a woman, I'm a woman inside or whatever. Does that really affect your life yeah. any more than the man marrying another man affects your life any more than the guy, you know, who chooses, chooses to smoke marijuana affects your life or anything like that. It's like get out of everyone's business and let everyone live their lives. They're not hurting anyone. A person who's transitioning is trying to be a happy, productive member of society. Mm-hmm. Would you rather than be productive members of society, paying their taxes, working a job, having maybe a family one day, or would you rather than be depressed and on medication because they can't be themselves and they can't function and they can't work because they're not comfortable being out, you know, or they're not yeah. comfortable being themselves? It's an infuriating, nonsense, fucking dark ages argument, and I'm so sick of it. Where like we just need to get over these things already. There's nothing righteous about arguing against this stuff. There's nothing righteous about it. You are wrong and you are going to be on the wrong side of history as sure as shit. As sure as the people who voted voted for Prop 8, as sure as the people who did all these things, you will be on the wrong side of history and you will be looked at as an asshole and a bigot. For your for yep. your school, Jordan, back in Iowa, this is all popping off. This is happening in your community. Is it... Is there, is it split 50-50? Is there a majority saying this? Why do we care about this? Or one or we do care about this? Um, I don't know. Because yeah. I, I, I was homeschooling. I live fairly close to the school. But from what I saw, it was like unfortunately close to 50-50 mm-hmm. or leaning towards the other side. Sure, sure, but sure. Not, that being said, it wasn't like 50-50 being like, I hate transgender people. Sure. And then 50-50 and the other half being like... Yeah, I love transgender people. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me put it in terms that, like, and I don't mean to to make light of it, but it's just it's a it's an interesting, funny way to put it, a humorous way to put Mm -hmm. it. We talk about VR all the time, right? How VR is like one of these things where it's like it's hard to show what it means to play VR or to be in VR. You have to kind of play it. You have to kind of know it. And to me, it's like okay, we know transgendered people, right? We do. And when I moved to when I and and I was talking about you know the gay marriage thing, whatever. I lived with a bunch of gay. I mean, I lived in a house of gay guys when I lived here for three years. Like, so I I got really a firsthand account. Not only of gay men, but also some of, you know, a couple of the guys had HIV and a couple of the guys like, so it was like, I got really like at 22 or 23 years old, I'm like, this is what, you know, part this subculture might be about. Let me learn about this. Let mm-hmm. me understand this perspective. Mm-hmm. I never had this perspective before. Um, and it taught me a great deal about that. 
And I think that the VR reference here is is interesting because it's like uh, the transgender thing doesn't make sense. The transgender thing, but it's like, oh, did you know that your friend Barry that you haven't seen in five years is now now identifies as a woman? And does that change how your affection for this person and all your memories with this person and all these kinds of things? In other words, I think the hearts and soul kind of thing is going to have to take time with this particular issue, similar to the gay marriage issue and similar to these other issues where it's like, oh, I knew I but I know a gay man or I went to a gay wedding ceremony and it, it was it. It's just totally normal and everyone's happy and they're just trying to be humans and they're just trying to function in society i think it's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of education and as i said on the other side a little bit of patience you know just a little bit of patience Mm -hmm. and everything's going to be fine and we always talk about the next civil rights thing the next civil rights thing it was you know from uh post-civil war and reconstruction into jim crow into uh separate but equal into the civil rights act and then we went into uh you know the 30-year struggle for for gay rights um, and then we moved into this very sudden and, as Greg said, almost jarring struggle for transgendered rights. And shouldn't we just get to a point where we don't have to fucking deal with any civil rights things anymore because we just accept that people are going to live their lives as they live them. And as long as they're not cool, hurting you're anyone human, else. too. Awesome. Yeah, like what like what is yeah. the big deal? That's my that's the question about that. Like it does not hurt you. It does not affect you. Fuck off. Right. Well, I think that's where it comes from. Right. A lot of people. It comes from a place of fear. Right? It just yeah. comes from a place of not uh, not understanding. everyone doesn't. They don't understand. We fear what we don't understand. Right. But it's similar to gay uh, uh, to gay marriage. It's one of those things where I'm like, this is all additive to society. It's not going to take anything away from anyone. It's going to get more money, more weddings, more all this. It's, I mean, it's going it, to there's nothing bad. It's not going to take anything away from you because you're a straight person who's married. Like I'm married. I've been married for four years. People get married. Gay people get married around me all the time. I don't even know what's happening. Right. It doesn't do. It has no effect on me whatsoever. Good for them. They're going to hopefully be happy the rest of their lives. Um, this is a little bit more of a complex issue because paranoia plays into it. But at the same time, isn't this sort of kind of. Like laws are supposed to be passed to protect people. And I understand how people feel like this might protect, you know, their sons or daughters or, you know, from quote unquote uh, perverts. But at the same time, isn't it also alienating a huge group? Isn't it also sort of uh, uh, telling people who are transgender that you're guilty by association? You know, and isn't that kind of wrong? Like, shouldn't we not be passing laws that allow that to happen? No, it's a cop out move. It is a cop out move of the fear of not understanding them and then making this boogeyman. Those boogeyman and women already exist. You talk about this creeper in the men's room masturbating he was kicking it there's weirdos sure as shit weirdo females in the in the women's restroom being fucking weird everybody's like what the hell's wrong with that person yeah those people are there and if they wanted to they go in the other bathroom and be just as creepy and weird yep like that's just it's a fact of life and the fact that it doesn't happen every day that some fucking dude runs into the woman's room and kick down the door and take a photo or some shit like that like should show you enough of like why yeah, we no don't re- I mean, but we don't yeah. need to be fucking terrified that this is finally gonna the, the one yeah, thing no that reason why that would switch right. there because now. now the guy would run in and kick down the door take the photo like what are you fucking doing I identify as a female oh then okay <laughs> um, sorry my apologies yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I think the argument just kind of doesn't hold up to me but agreed yeah let's just you know we can only speak from an American centric kind of point of view but let's not as I was saying before let's not be late on this one let's let's be yeah. Like on the right side of history immediately with this. It's mm-hmm. just it's just the right thing to do. And history is a serious thing. And people people will remember those that were on the wrong side. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't have, you know, I said, like I said, this is a complicated issue. It's way more complex than a lot of the social issues we deal with. But it's not that complicated. Like it takes just a little bit more thought. That's basically it. Like and then you get to the same logical conclusion. And, and it's just like, yes, the person you knew who was once a man now wants to identify as a woman. Wow, you know, like what, like what a major fucking shift, seismic shift in your life that's really gonna (laughs) ruin everything for you and for society. The same thing with our like the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, marriage is so sacred that my parents are divorced, Greg's parents are divorced, Greg is divorced just in this room. 
Yeah. You know, like you're all very sacred institution in America. Marriage. Straight marriages yeah. don't fail. <laughs> like, fuck off. So, Colin, do you think this is actually like one of the last civil rights movements? You or? have to assume it will be. Until, then the aliens come. No, I, I think it's funny because it goes a lot to like actually the upcoming David Cage game and a lot of other things where it might be Detroit. like Ro- Ro- AI, like, like AI and stuff like that might be the, a big one oh. in the but in the far flung, maybe not in the far flung future, maybe in the 2030s, 2040s or something like that. But I think that in terms of humanity, like we're all synthesizing slowly, right? Like the idea that eventually in thousands of years there will be no races, there will be no, you know, um, you know, there'll be males and, and females probably, but we'll all be kind of this uh, homogenous sort of or more homogenous sort of group. Maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't, but I just feel like we're becoming very rapidly more accepting of each other around us. That's why I'm confident that the transgender struggle will be ended and solved way quicker than the gay struggle, which yeah. was solved mm-hmm. way, way quicker, quicker than, yeah. than the the black issue in America. You figure part of yeah. that's just our access to each other now, right? And the ability to talk to each other and the ability of, like, you know, I remember this is fucking history shit for you that you would have to read about. But remember when real world San Francisco happened, mm-hmm. Pedro Zamora was on it and mm-hmm. he was gay and he had AIDS or HIV. HIV. He had HIV, but, that, but and he died right as, like, yeah. as the finale aired mm-hmm. and at his funeral, they p- played a message from President Bill Clinton mm-hmm. who said like, the power of Pedro is the fact that now no one in America can say they didn't know they don't know so they've never met somebody with who's gay or has AIDS or HIV or whatever like and that's what it is it's like now that there are so many people's struggles in so many avenues and so many ways to talk to them hear their stories that's when it all starts you get to change quicker yeah still painful and I think that we just go a long way with accepting each other I mean like there's a lot of reasons to judge a person and there are a lot of reasons to uh, hate a person even but there's not but it shouldn't be based on these like very fundamental aspects of a person's being you know Mm. it's just not appropriate you can not like a person or hate a person because they did you wrong on an individual level or they're just assholes there are plenty of fucking straight assholes in the world guaranteed and there are a lot of gay assholes in the world too i'm sure you know but like you know we just have to find better ways to deal with each other on a societal level and these little constructs and these little homes that we put each other you know these little these little categories that we put each other in. It's like, it's just eventually these walls are going to break down. Um, That's just inevitable. And we should be willing to lead the charge and it shouldn't be a political issue, even though it is, everything's a political issue in the United States, but it shouldn't even be a political issue. And it's the same argument I made about gay marriage and all this other kind of stuff where it's like, if my party, if the Republican party was smart, this would actually be their cause because it's a, a cause of Liberty. You know, it is a, it is a, it is Liberty. The Democrats are the ones that are supposed to tell you, what you're supposed to be doing. The Republicans are supposed to be the ones that tell you that you should be doing whatever you want. But there's some sort of mix up in the, sh- in the way we look at social issues specifically where I'm like, none of this me- makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. Take your assault rifle. You can have that and fuck the government and fuck taxes, but you better not marry that gay man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, what is that? Like, that doesn't mean that doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah. D- d- low taxes. The government's gonna stay out of your business and out of your bedroom, but you better not be transgendered you yeah. know and it's like what the hell is that, that, that just follow the logical conclusion to the end and you'll find that it's the same every time yeah, it's just inconsistent it's totally inconsistent and it's wildly annoying to me you know we'll be we'll be the change you want to see absolutely that's what it comes down to be the change you want to see nick i try to. that's a good way of, that's, and that's a good reason why everyone's like well why do you still identify with that party i'm like because i am going to be the change that i want this party to i'm going to vote for yeah, you your party's going to blow age. up you'll start the new party it might if you're 35 keep, right keep now, going i would write you i would not yeah. yeah, more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can. I can run next time. I can Perfect. run for the house now. We're in. 
It's happening. I can run for the Senate, too. Uh, can I be your campaign manager? <laughs> you have no idea how to run a campaign, so no, I don't. <laughs> Neither does Donald Trump, but he is fucking killing it, and That's I would true. crush it. I would just hire Tim as my co-campaign manager, and you would have an amazing social like uh, a feed. My topic. Yes. Uh, what I want to know, and I don't know how this is going to play for you, because I don't know much about you. Okay. And what your family tree, as it would be. But I was thinking the other day, because, of course, there was this hit topic on the Game Over Greg show called... Grandma Miller no. and the sickly raccoon. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. Uh, no, but I started thinking about it the other day and grandparents. Da, 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 and I was thinking about the fact that I would love to have a conversation with my grandfather. And when I say that, I mean my mom, uh, James Kennedy, Jim Kennedy, uh, my mom's dad. Uh, and the fact that I only knew him when I was a child. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My dad's dad died when my dad was a child. So no connection there whatsoever. Grandma Miller uh, passed away when I was in high school. So again, I'm not an adult, but. I got to, I feel like, go through a progression with her where I wasn't, you know, playing with as many action figures, as you'd say, by the time she passed away. But, like, uh, Poppy. Write that down. Jim Kennedy. Yes. Poppy himself. Like, he passes away, and I'm, I'm bad with everything like this. Must have been junior high-ish, but mm-hmm. early junior high, mid, like, yeah, sixth grade, somewhere in there, maybe, or whatever. So, to now sit here and think about, like, all the questions I'd want to ask him and have a have him on the Game Over Greggy show and do one of those one-on-ones, talk, have a beer with him, talk to him, because I feel like we would have gotten along as adult males, but we never had that chance, right? Yeah. So I want to know if, if what you guys think on all that, because like for me, I'd want to talk to him about World War II, right? I have his Purple Heart in my... Well, really? Yeah. He, he, you know, he did the Normandy thing. He did all this crazy shit, and I saw the photos, and you know... You, I think probably interviewed him for some shitty like you know when you're writing on the giant like the not not loose leaf line paper but the giant yeah. line paper is like my poppy did that, that you know what I mean like but not like my poppy killed 12 Nazis exactly <laughs> I want to know that shit like, what he, the he fuck has their ears on a string like what was that like to you know do that and live that life and see the world change as much as it did when he was around you know what I mean to have me sitting there playing with fucking a Game Boy or whatever or have the you know the first computer in the house that he was in or stuff like that and then but then just to get I mean, to hear what it would have been like to see, you know, Glen Ellen and the area around it in Chicago evolve into what it was and what that would have been like for him. Because I just think about it now of like this stems from the Grandma Miller or Sickly Raccoon and thinking about my family or whatever. But then so much of just the fact of like what we do, right, of like our jobs are to sit here and do this and da da da, and you go you start peeling back through you're like what my dad is his heavy equipment operator right yep. and then the, my, my grandfather was this veteran who did all these different jobs and you know I think worked on roofs and stuff where they get all this stuff to, uh, Greg, nail it? Greg talks about all the fruit that you can eat in yeah, the grocery yeah, store and about like hey what's this and like well first of all I think we offer an invaluable service to society okay okay invaluable. we definitely take their mind so off their real problems if you're trying to draw a parallel that we're not real men because our fathers no no I, well, I mean that's the whole that's the funny thing how is like, dare you real, the, the real men definition and shit like that it's you know changed and evolved I, even I'm when you like watch men I know but it's, it's part of the point it is yeah, part of the point yeah. of like we definitely are the generation or whatever that just say stepped up I'm like sorry we like wearing jeans and t-shirts that's what we're doing <laughs> fuck you yeah. like, that's what we do now yeah. it's not just like what we do when we're gardening outside anymore no offense to gardening but I just remember that was like you know when my dad wanted to go fuck around in the yard or whatever some garbagey t-shirt and whatever something looking like this yeah that's true I think I think my, my grandfather's generation never I never I don't remember seeing any of those people in jeans they were never in denim like yeah. denim was uh, like the holy water and their vampire, right? If if they hit denim, <laughs> they would just melt away. Uh, it was always polyester. <laughs> it was polyester. They were always yeah. like every like, and I always I imagine because I never knew my grandfather. This is a great topic, by the way, because um, I never knew 
any of my grandfathers actually i have three my mother was adopted um and brought over and so i had uh three sets of grandparents i knew um my grandmother's quite well but both of my grandfathers had passed away before i think one of them the last one had died before i was even uh when I think it was, I was one, so I have there's a picture of me as a baby with him, but that's pretty much it. And I look exactly like him now, not then. Although he was bald, mm. so there was a parallel back then as well. Um, so it's it's fascinating that you bring that up, just because I, I I don't know anything about him, literally like yeah. nothing about. I know he was a navigator uh, on a bomber in World War II. Um, he got my dad stationed, I think, at March Air Force Base during Vietnam, so he very well may have saved his life. Um, there's not he was an accountant and a lawyer i mean i would just basically want to like start from the beginning what the fuck like what what brought you out here you know from jersey to california like why did you do that i don't know any of the answers to this and whenever i ask that was a generation of people that didn't talk so when i ask my parents about it um they they don't really know the answer they're like well you said this i'm like that doesn't really hold up like i don't understand why that you know why that would do that um and i wanted to ask i think i'd want to ask him if he was happy Right. You know? No, that's a big I mean, part of it. That was a generation that didn't really, happiness didn't really even factor into their decision making, right? Yeah. They hunkered you, down, you marry someone, did have, what some you children, have some children, right? Provide. And that, and, and to, your, to, to what you were saying earlier, that has, that came all the way till my generation, our generation, um, where my, my parents, in order to leave the house, had to be married. Mm. So they couldn't leave the house. Like my grandfather was like, no, you're not leaving this house until you've got a marriage proposal on the table. I don't care how old you are. And I think my, my dad left when he was 21 after college, got married, moved right in with my mom. They got married. They were 21 years old and it was like pumped out kids. And so my grandfather had, my dad is, it comes from a family of five. Um, so he's got two, two brothers and two sisters. Um, that's, that's, that's astronomical to me, like growing And they grew up in like a two bed, like three bedroom house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did you make all this work? Right. You know? And my grand, my grandfather apparently was an accountant who, who went to school at night for his, to, to get his law degree and then ran a law practice in San Diego. So I was like, what the fuck is like, what's, what is all, what's going on here? Like why San Diego? Why this? Did you have another family now? Like what's going, I would not be surprised if there's a whole other <laughs> batch of Scarpinos that look exactly kind of like me that are running around like in San Diego. Maybe sure. I'll run into one day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think probably most likely I would have wanted to know about like, um, about the war and just his experience there and his experience being in the air force during arguably the, you know, the most important war of the last like thousand years, you know, like what was that like? What was it like knowing that you were a part of a, a, a giant machine that had to kill, had to kill. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is like, it's the, that's, it's such a big, that's, oh, like, that's what we know about them, right? This gener the greatest generation, right? That they had to do these and make these sacrifices, but to get down to like, yeah, the nitty gritty of like what day to day life was like yeah. and what did you look forward to when you came home? Right. Like I, I, I want to finish everything and just play video games. Right. It's like, what yeah. were, what was that like for you? And what, how did you, st- how did you start smoking? And was, you know, all these different yeah, exactly, little shit like right. that. Yeah, yeah. He had an office. My grandfather's car, you know, had an office, uh, right. When you would walk into their, to their, uh, house to the left was like the end, you'd walk into the entryway and to the right was like the living room. That was like the, the kitchen and, and dining room in there. And then he had this little office that was off. And I would always, I was always fascinated by it because it was like a time capsule, right? Like I never, this was a guy's office that I never knew. And it was, you looked in there and you know how like grandmothers and when mothers turn into grandmothers, they do the same thing that the grandmothers used to do where they keep everything sort of like, like vacuum locked, right? <laughs> like your room is the same. It used to be back in the day. And I would walk in there and like, 
Case in point, I found a pack of this. You know, I was like, I was a shit kid that was yeah. smoking cigarettes behind my parents' back, and you know, you'd find like packs of cigarettes from Air Force One, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from, right? And you know, uh, chances are someone just they handed down someone had sure. it, or whatever, gave it away, and then he eventually got to my dad, and then I eventually smoked him, and my dad was not happy about that. <laughs> they were just they were disgusting because <laughs> it, it was like basically like lighting a bale of hay on fire. I just kind of literally. <laughs> That was it. Um, I tried. I tried to refill them later, but I was like, I didn't really understand it or whatever. But um, that's awesome. But yeah, it was. It was crazy. I know. I would go play in there. My grandmother would always have sort of a an odd reaction to it, right? Because she. I mean, this is her husband. She hadn't hadn't really had in tw- you know fifteen twenty years, yeah. and so she would be like, "Don't break anything. Don't this touch anything. Lot. Like this, this is, is all yeah. I have to yeah. remember him by." And I was like, "I." This is a treasure trove. Like this is this is this is all I have to remember this guy by too, yeah. right? And no one will talk to me. And I had there's like two pictures of the guy that I've ever seen. One was um, him older, and the other was him in his uh, military and his Air Force yep. uh, uniform. Sta- this the standard sepia toned, standing smile, trying to smile as best as he could, <sighs> you know, because they didn't smile for they didn't take pictures a lot back then. Yeah, because I guess the technology took like months. <laughs> someone um, looked at him while he did and they just like carved it in stone <laughs> but I mean to your, to your point too and I'll shut up about my grandfather um, was that he just seemed fucking cool that's the thing is my grandfather seemed really cool and yeah. I only know him as my grandfather yeah. and when you're talking about being a kid right I only knew him as my grandfather at the end of his life when he was a sickly old man you know and after multiple strokes and surgeries and emphysema and all these different things those are my memories yeah. of him you know what I mean my mom's memories of him are just like my memories of my mom, right? But even then, it's the same thing where my memories of my mom really start when she's a full-grown adult and all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were talking about, I think last show or two shows ago, right? That like in terms of my mother, right now I'm 33. So it, when she was 33, I was three years old, right? And to think about what an idiot I am now to see like, you know, like you, you start my, you know, I know my mom is an adult, but what was she like there as a, a young mother, yeah. as a newlywed, as all these different things like we can talk to them about that, but then to try to, to try to even think about peeling that back for Poppy, I don't even know how to begin that. I know. That's crazy. I don't even know anything about my other two grandfathers. I, I met my grandma, my grandfather, uh, my grandpa, uh, Paolini, a couple times because I went to Italy, um, but I don't remember very much. Then my, gran- my grandfather, Rinaldi, I don't even know what he looks like. It's weird. He could be in San Diego right now. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> they were older. My, my mother was uh, adopted by her aunt, actually. So mm-hmm. actually, technically speaking, one of my grandmothers is my great aunt. Okay. And so when she died, I mean, I was like, I was maybe five or six and she was 85. And so she was very old. Um, she was the one who was, that was, I mean, you're talking about a generation. She was 85 in the eighties. So she was born in turn of the century, I guess. Does that math hold up? That works. Yeah. That works. She was a tough motherfucker, man. Like yeah. she, <laughs> I never saw her smile. I never saw her say anything nice. All I ever saw was the fist coming at my face when I said something <laughs> stupid. So you saw that fist a lot. A lot. Ooh. A lot, yeah. I would say, yeah. Anyway. Whoa. 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 Hey. Mm. Uh, well, my dad's dad, I he died in the 90s, but my dad was kind of estranged from him for a long time, I think. Or they just had like a bad relationship. I don't really know anything about it. He doesn't really talk about it, but they didn't really have a good relationship. So I didn't really know him. And his mom died when he was like 18 or 19, so I never knew her either. Uh, my uh, On the Italian side of my family, my grandfather died in the late 90s and... Uh, I think I've talked about it before, but he was like the patriarch of the family. And it was very sad. And then memory I always talk about is that even though my parents were divorced at the time, I remember my dad hysterically crying that morning when his ex-wife's dad died. 
Yeah. That's yeah. like how powerful that man was in people's lives. And, and, uh, to me it was, it was sad because I, I, I knew him and I loved him. I used to, I used to, you know, we used to go there every Sunday for dinner for Sunday dinner and have, you know, eat gravy and, and, uh, you know, pork chops and whatever, you know, whatever Italian shit they were cooking. And I used to watch like wheel of fortune and jeopardy with him. And, uh, during the week when I was there and, and, uh, I don't know, we just had like a really good relationship where we used to just lay around, right. I used to like cuddle with them basically and like watch these shows. And like, mm-hmm. that's maybe where my love of like trivia and nerdy shit came from. Cause I was so into that stuff. But, but, um, when he died, my grandma kind of went senile and crazy and she died like eight years later, but she had no idea what the fuck was going on anymore. And my, my major memory is, is, uh, the house that they bought on Long Island in, uh, Albertson right outside of Mineola. So near the city, um, they bought it in like 47 or 48 and we sold it when my grandma died in like 2004, 2005. And we got, we just all went there and went through it. And I spent days in that place, like finding prayer cards from like the Mm fifties and like all this like crazy and just went through all of their shit. I'm like, this is kind of feels wrong in a way, but I'm like, I'm totally going through all your shit right now. Like going through your drawers and your room, like all of like all these boxes of just fucking all this crazy shit in the, in the, in the uh, basement. And, uh, it kind of gave me a little bit of insight into their lives that I never really understood because again they didn't talk very much and you know I was I wasn't as I didn't have the advantage that like you know my brother and my sisters had where they were older and they understood them a little bit more like my brother was an adult my grandfather died like so it was a little bit different for him but my grandfather was a you know he was in the war he fought in the Pacific and then um, you know he was a fine artist Um, he owned a salon like like a woman's beauty salon in New York City um and like did hair and stuff like that too that's awesome and like so he used to like cut my hair when i was a kid all the time and i never really thought about it i was like why like why is like my grandfather cutting my hair all the time? Right, right, right. <laughs> um but he was like just a good man and uh just like a uh, a solid like old italian man and uh yeah like i i wish i could just sh- i would just be curious like what he would think of this life like like greg was saying and also you know what i could have learned from him if i had just been a little more cognizant but also if he wanted to talk a little bit more he wasn't he was very friendly and his disposition was very forward, but he wasn't, you know, I was like, I didn't, I knew what World War II was when I was in, when I was eight or nine years old, I was into that shit, but I never really thought to ask him about it. Right. Um, Just so, imagine the things he could have told you, right? Yeah. Like, Fuck. you know, you and you like want to know like weird kind of like, there's just weird things you want to ask things that might not even be super appropriate, <laughs> you know, like, but like things that you want to ask anyway, because like these people saw this and this is the thing about the, the greatest generation is that like they are dying and they're going like, yeah. We even saw that in Saving Private Ryan in 97, like when that movie came out, which is one of my favorite movies, um, like where they interview people and like you see like these people are even then where they're dying and the people that stormed Omaha like your grand, like your grandfather did. Um, I assume he was at Omaha. So I'm sure that's where he was. Um, like it's it's too bad that I wasn't more cognizant. It's too bad that he didn't hold on. And the fucking frustrating and obnoxious thing about my grandfather's death, as I said before, is that he had colon cancer um, and it was totally preventable and he ignored it for like two years and it got too bad and too crazy and then like he died and it could have totally been cured and it's like fucking infuriating you know like mm-hmm. um that that happened because he was like the story goes that he was like having abdominal pain like shitting blood and doing all those things and just ignored it just like i'm fine that's and what then, they like, did yeah that's what they did yeah. back then and it's like jesus man and that's Meanwhile, why I, I, the light hurts my eyes i go to bed that's basically that for me mr town yeah, well, my dad had me pretty late in life, so my dad's probably around the same age as your parents, probably give take five years. Okay. Um, so my grandpa was also in World War II, and um, he he was stationed in China um, right around the time that they dropped the bomb, mm. 
and so he was preparing to go invade Japan. Mm, and wow. if that had not yeah, happened, yeah. then he f- almost for sure would have died. Um, and so I, I, there's a lot of stories that kind of came out as he was passing away. How long uh, ago was that? Um, Ballpark. Five, five, six years ago. Okay, okay. Um, he, he, like, just kind of like never told anyone really much about it. Him or his brother, who, um, they, they were du- double married. So, so. Oh, a dual ceremony? No. So they were they were married to. So my grandpa and his brother married a pair of sisters. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So. There we have like double cousins. And sure. Like, when I first heard about it, I was like, "Is that okay?" So so I think it holds up. Specifically, my um my I don't know what you call that great great uncle great uncle. Okay. Uh, the, his my grandpa's brother. Yeah, he was say. he was um in the Pacific and fought there and never said a thing. Yeah. About any of it. Um. And then as my grandpa was passing away, he kind of just like let loose he's like mine was starting to go and his he just kind of talked about the storm that he was stuck in for like a month on a on like a aircraft carrier and just how awful it was like everyone was sick yeah and they, they were stuck and there's nothing they could do in like a horrible crazy long storm and so i really just want to ask the i like like you said the the war is just like super seeing hearing what that is like from you know the front lines having sure. having to go do that and probably i mean probably one thing too at the time as well to, you know, yeah of course uh specifically with that generation you know was very sense gung-ho. of service yeah hundred percent. Um, but yeah like i said before he was very like you know he he met my, my grandma two weeks later they were engaged yeah and and then, <laughs> yeah, then he, he went off to the war came back they uh got married we recently discovered like a um a telegram he sent her from what must have been like where they were planning to go on their honeymoon and it was an adorable little message to That's someone funny. he barely knew yeah, yeah, yeah and you know they ended up hating each other <laughs> like like uh and they stick it out though no they, they uh, at some point i don't know when i think after my dad's youngest brother left um they got divorced and then someday my dad was calling them and they were calling my dad and then he thought he heard his mom's voice behind yeah, yeah. my dad is like is his mom there and they're like oh yeah we're we're living together again we're we're married again didn't tell any of their kids it happens just they got married again and then later like two years maybe even less than that divorced again <laughs> uh, so that's that's, awesome. that's, my, that. that's my dad's side of the family and then my mom's side of the family is very very interesting um I don't really know my grandpa on that side. Uh-huh. Just a, a, kind of an estranged uh, family member there. Um, my grandma remarried, and uh, this hilarious, tall, skinny Jewish man who who's who is friends with Nelly. Yes, in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, okay. <laughs> he he like played poker with him and went to his like birthday and like he apparently. Fun fact. Yeah. Nelly has a tradition where everyone pins dollars to him for his birthday. And my gran- okay. my grandpa a good tradition. pinned an Applebee's gift card to him. Nice. And he said it was his favorite present. That's awesome. So, That's very cool. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so I, I don't really know much about my actual grandpa. Sure. And um, he specifically like went into like Jehovah's Witness. And I, I kind of just want to know 
his history because I sure. really don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. I know that he had like some le- less than legitimate businesses and stuff. Um, so I, I, I just want to know how he got to each like step in his life. Cause right. I, I know like a couple just in different landmark moments. That's always the thing, right? It's like, yeah, the nitty gritty of all this. Like I know like you know, grandma Kennedy, the story I was always, she played, she played cards with Al Capone ones. And it's like, <laughs> That's awesome. How does that, how yeah. did that happen? And it's like, oh, you know, this, that, that, and the other, and then it just happened. Like, what? Like, no. Like, how does that, <laughs> what do you mean? No, you know, in the, the, my, the story where I'm like, man, me and Poppy would have gotten along, right? Pop, the story goes that, uh, there was one time they were in this, in like, my, you know, my mom is a kid at this point or whatever. But one day, Poppy just came home with a giant box of meat. And they were like, where did all this meat come from? And he's like, oh, I was driving home and all these cars were slowing down and going around this box in the road. And I got out and it was this <laughs> box of meat that fell off a refrigeration truck. So he called and had like this neighborhood barbecue. That's like not, all these people came like over and had like, it literally, he's, he was serious. It literally fell yeah, off a truck. Literally fell off a truck. Wow. I mean, now, again though, that, well, that's, that, that, that that's the believes. story that's been translated right, to me right, right, through right, mom. Right. Like, did it really? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Poppy killed somebody for a box of meat. <laughs> and again, I would respect that. Hey, why not? Yeah, I mean, that, that my mom has the those stories too of uh, of because uh, she moved from Italy over to Chicago and then I, I guess they had some family there and stuff and so she would get free coats and shit that they, quote unquote fell off yeah, yeah, yeah. trucks and for the longest time she actually legitimately thought they fell off trucks yeah. but I guess they don't <laughs> she had Uncle Al that I guess ran ran a, um, a furniture store on the west side and I guess that was just a bad no one ran businesses there but he was really rich <laughs> so we don't know why booming furniture we business we don't know why well cheers to all the grandparents if your grandparents are still out there go talk to them and ask the questions we can't do it for your folks, I guess, too. Mm. Even your your sister. What does she do? Why does she do? Why did she get that tattoo? She's a useless shitbag. Colin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't like her sister. Colin. What's your topic? Which I want to just go quick, quickly over uh, our astrological signs and see what it says about us. Oh, right. sure. Bathroom's right out there. It's that door right there. I'm going to pee also after you. Okay, then. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? Oh, my mic's over here. Uh, so I wanted to go through, uh, quickly go through horoscopes. So I went to... Um, astrologyzodiacsigns.com, which is the first thing I came up when the I searched premier, for classic, the premier <laughs> astrology sign. I don't want to go through particular like what's your thing today or whatever. I just want to oh, okay. see. I just want to go through what it says about. Do each you of believe us. in these? Colin? No, I don't at all. Do you and believe it's in these? Jordan? No, it's Nick. Do you believe in these? No, not at all. It's weird that they've persisted. Mm. I don't know anybody who went and checks them still. This seems like a grandma thing we were just talking about, <laughs> yeah. right? This seems like something that you check and be like, no, oh, okay. All no, right, so I, I think, I, and here's a case in point. Maybe we should ne- one. Uh, we'll do another one of these where you mix them up, and we'll see if right, we'll see who we can. Oh. We'll see if it actually matters. So we'll do. I've that. always wanted to do that. Nick, you're a, all right, who's the Pisces? Uh, I am. You're a Pisces. All right. So the guest goes first. What does that signify again? What, what, I'm going to tell, tell you. What month? Oh, it's uh, February 19th to March 20th. Thank God. you. So here's. Uh, tell me if this is accurate for you. This is what it sure. says about Pisces: strengths, compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise. And musical. Your weaknesses: fearful, overly trusting, sad, desire to escape reality, can be a victim or a martyr. Pisces likes being alone, sleeping, music, romance, visual media, swimming, spiritual themes. Pisces dislikes know-it-all, being criticized, the past coming back to haunt, cruelty of any kind. Well, I mean, it's like 50-50, like, just right. like horseshit, broad shit throwing at the wall, seeing what's. Well, sticks. Nick loves the past coming back to haunt him. That's <laughs> one of his favorite things. Oh, that shit. No, I mean, that's, uh, again, that's my point, like, that could all, that any one of us could fit that mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, 80%, uh, you know, correct degree, you know? 
That didn't make any fucking sense, did it? To an 80% nah, degree, it works every uh, time. Right. 80% <laughs> of the time, it works 100% of the time. Greg, you're a Taurus. Damn right. T- strong like bull. Taurus, April 20th. You mess with May the bull, 20th. you get the horns. It's a strengths, Jack. reliable, patient, practical, <laughs> oh, devoted, Christ. responsible, stable. I would think that that's a pretty accurate representation of your strengths. Yeah, that's stable, though. Weaknesses, <laughs> stubborn, possessive, uncompromising. I think that you're stubborn. I am stubborn. Uh, I, think you, I think you can though. be uncompromising. I don't think you are. I don't know that you're possessive. because not possessive. I don't, I don't know that, what that would mean in my relationship with you. You've never been possessive with me. Possessive. Does Taurus is like gardening. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking. Ah. Music. Romance. High quality clothes. Working with hands. So I would say you definitely like cooking. I do. You're like a modest music fan. Romance seems like you like. You, I do. You, I like romance. You, you like romance novels, right? Romance oh, I, stories. I like erotic fiction. It's similar. There's not as much romance necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I, I clearly don't like high quality clothes. That girl usually falls Smut. down, gets knocked out, and then wakes. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Taurus's dislike. <laughs> Jesus. Sudden changes, complications, insecurity of any kind, synthetic fabrics. What? <laughs> I hate polyester. And this is powerful Everyone and reliable. Taurus is the first when it comes to harvesting the fruits of his labor. They love everything that is good and beautiful, and they are often surrounded by material pleasures. That's true. People born under the Taurus sign are very sensual and tactile. Touch is extremely important for them, both in business and in romance. True. Stable and conservative, Taurus is among the most reliable signs you of the zodiac. Stubbornness is a trait that is forcing him to expel things to the end in order to comply with the standards. As an Earth sign, Taurus can be overprotective of their loved ones. They are great in making money and they will stick to their projects until it is successfully completed. Bulls are known for their stubbornness, but can also be interpreted as a complete commitment to the exact execution of tasks. This makes them excellent workers and great friends because they are always there no matter what. Their ruling planet Venus represents love, attraction, beauty, and creativity. Taurus can be an excellent cook, entertainer, and artist. He is loyal and doesn't like sudden and unwanted changes. Yeah, That's okay. for sure. That, I that was that. way more specific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a Capricorn. Correct. Nick, which means that's December 22nd to January 19th. Strengths, responsible, disciplined, Mm. self-control, good managers. No, I feel like responsible and disciplined. You definitely are self-control. Maybe not good managers. He he keeps the rage in most of the time. That's (laughs) weaknesses. Bruce Banner was know it all. You're not a know it all. Unforgiving. You're not unforgiving. Condescending. You're not condescending and expecting the worst. I don't think any of that's true about you. No. Capricorn likes family, tradition, music, understated status. I don't know what that means. Quality craftsmanship. Oh, those are correct. You love your watch. I do like the watch. Capricorns dislike almost everything at some point. That's probably oh. true, but who, who that same could be said for anyone. At a certain point, don't you just hate fucking everything? <laughs> everything and everyone around you. <laughs> when it comes to professionalism and traditional values, Capricorn is the first is the first. Is the first. I'm sorry. Capricorn is practical and is considered to be the most serious sign of the Zodiac who possesses an independence that enables significant progress, both on the personal level and in business. As an, as an Earth sign for a Capricorn, there is nothing more important in life than family. Capricorn is a master of self-control and has the potential to be a great leader or manager, as long as it is, it, is, it is in the sphere of business. Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, and this planet represents restrictions of all kinds. The influence of Saturn makes Capricorn born practical and responsible, so they know how to save money for the future. They are masters when they need to prove that they are right. People born under the Capricorn sign sometimes can be really stubborn. They strive to get to the top only with their experience. Problems may occur when the Capricorn is forced to be very close with his associates. Y'all are fucked. <laughs> no, I think we've already seen that, have we? Yeah, remember how mad you always, you, Kevin bopping around in the way? I'm trying to let that go, though. Yeah, we all try. Really we more. Kevin is a Gemini. 
Gemini is May 21st to June 20th. Strengths, gentle, affectionate. Nope. We're curious, see, again, we're off, we're off curious, the rails already. He's adaptable. Curious. Ability to learn quickly and exchange ideas. I actually think this is somewhat. Yeah, no, so far they're you missed it. The, you, you, you veered off a of gentle, though. Sure. Kevin is about as gentle as a fucking raging bull. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I never bring anything. Weaknesses. Nervous. Inconsistent. Indecisive. Gemini likes music, books, magazines, chats with nearly anyone. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% true. Short trips around the town. Yes. Yes. Here. Gemini, you always want to be taken out of this house. The Gemini dislikes. <laughs> this prison. Being alone, being confined, repetition, and routine. Expressive and quick-witted. Gemini represents two different sides of personality. You will never know. You will never know. You will never be sure. I'm sorry. With whom you will face. Gemini can be sociable, communicative, and ready for fun. While on the other hand, it can be very serious, thoughtful, restless, and even indecisive. As an air sign, Gemini is concerned with all aspects of the mind. The zodiac sign is ruled by Mercury, which is a planet that represents communication, writing, and teaching others. They get fascinated by almost everything in the world, and they have a feeling as if there is not enough time to experience everything they want to see. This makes them excellent artists, writers, and journalists. Gemini sign, we know that you can't write. That's for sure. Gemini sign means that sometimes people born under this sign have a feeling that their other half is missing. So they are forever seeking new friends, mentors, and colleagues. Mm. If we can get a Photoshop of his face on Curious George and one of you guys with sure. the man in the yellow hat, that would be Nick. ideal. Nick is the man Nick. in the yellow hat. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can, that's fine. This, one is, <laughs> this one's pretty. All right, so I'm a Libra. That's September 30th to October 22nd. Strengths, cooperative, diplomatic, Gracious, fair-minded, social. Just shut it down. <laughs> Just shut it down. Just shut it. Weaknesses, indecisive, avoids confrontations, will carry a grudge. Self-pity. <laughs> <laughs> two, two out of 20. Bad. <laughs> Libra likes harmony, gentleness, sharing with others, the outdoors. You've been gardening. I actually do like the outdoors. Libra dislikes violence, injustice, loudmouths, and conformity. So there's a little bit of truth sprinkled in there, but I think wildly off. Yeah. I think yours was the one that didn't include music. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. People born under the sign of Libra are peaceful and fair and they hate being alone. Partnership is very important for Libra born and with their victorious mentality and cooperation they cannot stand to be alone. The Libra is an air sign with expressed intellect and a keen mind. They can be inspired by good books, insurmountable discussions, and interesting people. The ruling planet of Libra is Venus who is a lover of beautiful things so the quality is always more important than the quantity for people born under the Libra sign. They're often surrounded by art, music, and beautiful places. They are cooperative by nature, so they often work in teams. Libra is fascinated by the balance and symmetry. Libra-born pe- pre- Libra prefer justice and equality, and they cannot tolerate injustice. They avoid indulging in all types of conflicts and prefer to keep the peace where this is possible. They like to do everything in pairs and not alone. Sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, for you, it was definitely a bunch of nonsense. Um, so I wanted to just, I, I, I look at my zodiac sign once in a blue moon. Sure. Like when it comes and you're in a newspaper or something and you like kind of come across that paper, but it seems to be like it's, it's kind of nonsense. And I, I, but I never thought what, never thought to read what everyone's signs were. Sure. Also, I feel like when I've read about the Libra over the years, it's always different. The Libra is this, the Libra is oh, that. Oh, it changes they every conflict. month. Yeah. It's a different, well, that's because it's, it's like, isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it have to do with like where the stars are in alignment and how close to Venus it is. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Not, There's something to isn't that. There, yeah, isn't there, isn't, isn't, aren't they you supposed to change? Because they're supposed you to. Like, just, you described yourself as coming from a hippie town. This is, oh, you're supposed what? to be able to tell me about crystals. Yeah, tell you about <laughs> crystals. Oh, oh, crystals. I can, I can tell you. About you crystals. Oh, I can spin you a yard about <laughs> crystals. They have a power the crystals. In my middle school, we were one of my like projects was we did a newspaper every week. Right at some point, we were cycling through jobs. I was the columnist about um, uh, astrology and that, okay. all that stuff. 
I would put the most ridiculous shit in there I could possibly think that my middle school brain could possibly say, think of. You're gonna fart in class. <laughs> and at some point, my my teacher was like, I, I was just talking. I was like, is there anything that I should actually like research for this job? I, like after two weeks of yeah, writing yeah. just like crazy stuff, he was like. No, it's it's crap. Just what do you just write whatever. That's <laughs> I was awesome. Like, All right, thanks. Did teach. you like find out the girls you liked or whatever, and like start pushing them that way? Like, what what's your sign? And then you're like, you will find a a lanky boy <laughs> <laughs> who writes for this paper, an They're ethnically really... ambiguous child. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I was never that smooth. That would have been good. If anybody out, out there is working for their high school paper, making up zodiac uh, horoscopes, you should probably do that. I like that topic. That was fun. That was good. We'll revisit it in the future. We yeah, gotta do Tim at some point because that's different, okay. right? Mm-hmm. The, the sign, what you just read, is different from the horoscope. Yeah. The horoscope is the thing that changes every month, oh, right? Right, right? That's what I'm thinking, or even every day. Yeah, I think every day. Yeah, yeah. It's like today you're not gonna like milk. Oh, fuck milk. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. That topic was brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, or a professional blog or online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Is using Squarespace easy? It is. It's fun. We used it for our original kindoffunny.com. The OG kindoffunny.com. You can do the same thing. It's easy. Plug and play. It looks great in mobile. It looks great in websites. You can get your free custom domain. You can use the beautiful templates. You can benefit from their customer support because it's 24-7, Colin. You got a question at three in the afternoon, three in the morning. Squarespace doesn't give a three fuck. Three in the afternoon is They're three there. in the morning for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're there ready to answer and help you out. So... Guys, if you're getting ready to start a website, you need to go to squarespace.com and use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase. Let's go. Jordan Town. Yes. You've been an absolute pleasure. I, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you you, was it good? Was it worth it? I it always was worry great. about it. No, no, no. It was it's always like this is just our day to day thing. We're yelling at Kevin. We got to do this. I bump the microphone. You know, you don't think about it. And then for you, this is a big deal. I would have paid that just to yell at Kevin. Like, that's. <laughs> You're allowed to yell at Kevin. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the night, you can do that for yeah, exactly. free. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we go to dinner, we'll make sure you can yell. Now, now, again, you scare me when you say you're from you're a hippie. Sure. You got this vegan stuff. Do we have to take you somewhere special nah, to eat? Nah, All right, good. We're good. Eat the meat? I eat the meat. If you found a box of meat on the road, would you bring it home? Home and grill it for your family. I, I mean, different it, time. I, it's a. It, <laughs> I probably would bring it, give it to someone I don't like. Oh, see, okay. see, see how that goes. There you go. There you go. We should put an asterisk on uh, Patreon. Say like, w- with the dinner being like, we're eating meat. <laughs> yeah, you have, you to, have to too. Eating meat. We meaning you are gonna eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. I want to. I'm gonna get that burger. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm gonna get the burger. We're going to the same yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, we'll go yeah, to place. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna burger too. If you didn't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can support us like Jordan did to be on the show or support us to get each and every episode early along with a bunch of exclusives and goodies. If you have no money to give us, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where you get the show topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing as one big video, an MP3 on Friday. Greg, you mind if I read out a couple shout-outs that I need to give some people? You can you, know, you go do it. Mom and Dad. Classic. Cool, of course. Yeah, do it. Uh, my God. Yeah, yeah. My, they didn't make it this far. I guarantee <laughs> they did not make it this far. My godparents, Eric and Kelly, who or yes, who helped me out a bunch. My friends, Caleb, Toma, Alex, Amanda, Amber, um, and then Trevor Starkey, who's been great to me on Facebook, who we've been talking a little bit. He's a creeper. Be careful of him. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he gets you. <laughs> um, and then Patrick Kennedy, because he asked me on Facebook, and he was the first one to ask. 
Ask you what? To, to get a shout out. Oh, okay, cool. So Patrick <laughs> Kennedy. And then finally, my friend Gareth West. He is has always been a huge comic nerd. Um, best friend. We grew up next to each other. He moved to, I think, Dallas and is now starting a Robin web series, which, I mean, it's it's right up. That sounds awesome. It, it's right up kind of funny alley. Um, so go follow them at, uh, I believe it's Rubber Lizard Productions and at Robin Web Series um, and at Gareth West. Are they yeah. doing Dick Grayson? Are they doing t- Tim Drake? Who are they doing? I believe it's... It's Tim Drake because I think someone else is playing Dick Race. I was gonna say if you need a Nightwing, I know a guy, but uh, well, you got it sewn up. I mean, you can always give a little. You'll meet him at Kind of Funny Live, which was in the past for you, but is in your future. Are you excited for Kind of Funny Live? I, I've been excited for two things in my life. Kind of Funny Live. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for this one. What was the second thing? Can I guess? Yeah. Yes. I'm just no, no, no. Nick, I want I you to guess right now. All the times I talked about having sex with prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan's mom. We'll keep him clean for you. We'll send him back squeaky clean. Second thing second being, thing. second thing being hugging Pratilla. Oh, oh, smell oh. Pratilla. Okay, now support his bottom. There, you get his rib cage. You got it. Yeah, there you go. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been our pleasure to serve you. It's really unfortunate. I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>